Welcome to the segment Life with Lily on the Raw Reality Podcast. In these episodes, I'll be diving into the health and fitness industry with a goal to inspire you to do and be better through motivational pep talks, tips and tricks, and of course, a side of lighthearted conversations. Let's get into it. Hello guys and welcome back to Life with Lily. I hope you're all having a great Thursday or whenever you listen to this. It is currently Wednesday night at 6pm, only a few hours before this goes live because it goes live at midnight, but that would not be true Lily style without it being last minute because we all know, or if you do know me personally, you know that my life is organized chaos, I like to call it. That's a very good way to put it. I know everything I need to do. It's all vaguely organized, but it's a little bit chaotic, but I get everything done. And that's just my personality. It is what it is and it works for me. And they always say diamonds made under pressure. And that's what's happening right now, I guess you could say. But today's episode is going to basically be how to start your own online coaching business and everything you need to know. I always get asked this question. I thought, why not do a whole episode on it? And even if you're not starting your own online business, there are still a few key takeaways you can take from this episode to maybe put into your own lives. And it's also just really interesting to understand how the whole process works and the things that go behind the scenes. So as always in my solo episode, we always talk about how my gym is going at the moment and how I'm progressing with that. I posted a photo on my story this morning of like a four week progress um, photo transformation, I guess, from the 1st of May to the 31st. And I'm actually really, really surprised. Normally my check-ins from week to week, I'm noticing there's hardly any change, if anything at all, which is completely normal because I am in a growing phase and things move very slowly. As we all know, growing muscle takes a long freaking time. It's all about patience. But I was really happy with my glute growth, to be honest. I feel like it definitely has also to do with my posing. I've now learned how to pose a little bit better so I can actually get that fullness in my glute and really pop it out. But at the same time, you can definitely tell that it's increased in muscle mass. So that makes me really happy that hard work is paying off there. feel like my shoulders look identical, but that is okay. They will be coming along underneath the surface. So overall, really happy with how everything is looking there. I have been a lot more flexible with my diet lately. Um, I have had a lot of, like I probably have around one day completely off tracking a week. And normally that is a Sunday. Um, and then I've also made sure that like, I'm not stupid. So I'm not extremely strict with my diet either. So I'm not going to say no to certain occasions just to stay on track. I'm going to make sure that I'm still enjoying my time with my friends, with my partner. If I'm going to try a new meal, that's what I do. The biggest thing I am focusing on at the moment though is I'm still trying to hit my calories, whether I go over or under in carbs or fat. So I still hit my cals and still hit my protein pretty much bang on every single day when I am tracking. But my fats and carbs, that will be the one that was straight and tends to be carbs are significantly under and my fats are way over. But as long as I'm still eating around that like 2,700 mark, that is all that matters at the moment. Just so that consistently has the same food every single day, my metabolism can keep up. And my muscles and body knows exactly the food that it is getting every day. So that was kind of a little bit of update with my food. I'm not being as strict at the moment. As soon as we go into Europe, won't be tracking at all when I am there. But especially when we get back, that's when I pretty much will go fully into tracking a lot better and more consistently before we head into prep. But I think it is very important to also have seasons in your life when you are not regimented in that 24-7 and forming an unhealthy relationship with the food and your diet. And I just want to go to show that 
It is all about balance at the end of the day. And the more balance you have, the more likely you are to achieve your goals as well, because you're not going to go up and down in this yo-yoing cycle. You can literally be able to maintain this lifestyle for the rest of your life. And that is the most important thing. And I just want to show to you guys as well that you can eat all the good foods. You still cannot track on certain days and still achieve the same amount of goals. Like this past four weeks, I've been the least strict with my tracking compared to the whole year besides when I went to Canada. And I honestly think I've made the most amount of progress. I guess because I'm eating more and I'm really training hard in the gym. And as long as my tr- gym intensity is still quite high, that is all that matters to me at the moment. So I just wanted to show you guys that you can still achieve your results by maintaining that balance in your life. Gym training, that's also going really well as well. Nothing more to say really about that. But let's get into today's episode. So like I said, it is very niche and you can still take things out of it. But the bottom line is if you are thinking of starting an online coaching business, start now. I don't care if you have a full-time job, a part-time job, or whatever that may be, start right this second and start building the foundation, building blocks for it. You don't have to quit your job now and just start building it because you're not going to have income for a few months. You basically need to start building the blocks and the foundation behind your business before you deep dive into it. And I did this last year. I was working at BodyFit and then I decided that that was something I wanted to do, go into the space of online coaching when I had finished my Cert 4. So at that time I had my Cert 3 and then in Australia you need your Cert 4 to be an online coach or a one-on-one personal trainer. So I was studying my Cert 4 at that time working at BodyFit, but also starting to build the foundations for my business. So I built my check-in system. Then I started registering my my ABN. Then I was opening a bank account. Then I was kind of setting up my Instagram, getting like clients expression of interest, figuring all that out, how to use the Trainerize program, what payment system I was going to use. Because if I suddenly just was like, I'm taking on clients, took on clients and had nothing set up, I would have been throwing straight into the deep end and would have sunk. I wouldn't have swam. Um, so that is the most important thing is start building the foundation blocks. It's not even, if you want to start your coaching business next year, you can still start now. I promise you the earlier start, the better you are going to be because you're going to use multiple different platforms. It's going to take a while to figure out what's going to work for you and what doesn't. And by the time you start your business, it's going to be more of a relief because you know the onboarding process, you know the cancellation process, you have your terms and conditions set out, you have everything you need to run a successful business before getting thrown into the deep end. So that is my biggest piece of advice to you is start building the blocks now before you go fully into your online coaching business. The best thing as well is you can only take, if you want, two clients on to start. That's all you need. And then you can slowly keep building from there as well. So you don't necessarily have to quit your job to become an online coach. You can balance it both. I know multiple people who have a full-time job as well as do doing online coaching on the side. So it is well and truly capable of being able to balance everything if you are willing to put the work in. So like I said, the other factors like in terms of you have to register an ABN. So go online. I think it costs like $90 for three years or one year. I kind of forget the price, but I registered mine. And then that's basically when I was also able to open up a business bank account. That took a lot longer than expected for some reason. So maybe open that earlier. I know some people it literally happens overnight, but mine took a few weeks for some reason. I actually couldn't take on clients for a while because that wasn't set up correctly. But once you've got your business bank account set up, link all your clients' payments to that 
that and you're pretty much good to go. I highly recommend having a separate business bank account to having a personal account and savings and all that. You want them to be quite separate. So then when it comes time for tax, it's so much easier to figure out the split with all that. Now, the other thing is, is you basically from the very start is want to figure out your onboarding process. So what this is, is from the clients, the second they're interested in working with you, how do you go about getting them on board? So now I have, I've only learned this like as I'm doing it because there's so many processes that I actually haven't had set up before I started and it's all been a learning process in the way that I've been doing things over the past few months so like my onboarding process is still developing now and I'm still figuring out ways to make it more effective more efficient for all my clients questions to be answered earlier on so as you're doing things you will also learn what is going to work for you so what I do now basically is a lot of the time I actually, well, okay, let's backtrack a second. Um, at the very start, I put an expression of interest form out on my normal Fit With Lily Instagram page. I had so many people fill that out and that was an absolutely great way for me to get people's emails, get people's names and basically start getting them on board. Now what I've done, I have been well and truly overwhelmed with that expression of interest form. There's been over 300 people that have filled it out. But a lot of them are fake. A lot of them are like random accounts. If something goes like viral on my account, I'll have random 20, 50 new applicants that don't even follow me that are random from all over the world. So I've just basically cut that out because it just that actually hasn't been beneficial and efficient to me. You might think, oh my God, 300 people, that sounds incredible. But they're actually not like real 300 leads you want people who are actually going to sign on and you don't want to waste your time following people up being like oh are you keen to sign on when you actually don't know anything about them so the best thing for me is I actually cut that thing out and I don't use that anymore but that was a great way to get people interested at the start um, and now honestly I only take people on through my dms to be honest with you I'll have a lot of people at the time they'll just message me on instagram whether that's on my fit with lily page or my coaching page or just message me on my Instagram be like I'm keen to start up I would love to know some more information so when they send me that message I have a I copy and paste exactly to everyone my offers that I have available so I'll say I'll have it outlined the pricing options I have and I have three different pricing options and I'll say um, detailed information of what you get in all of them and then I say if you're willing to come on board let me know your information and I'll um, sorry let me know your email and I'll send you more information via email most of the time they'll come back with a question or two then that's when I answer on Instagram and then I move on into the emails when that is become when they actually want to sign on so if they've got lots of questions going back and forth and they're still not 100% I'll go through the DMs and then the second they want to sign on that's when I transition it into email that just works for me it may not work for other people but that's what works for me the best especially because I don't take many people on all the time it's just a great way to slowly get people on here and there rather than be like I have a spot open and have heaps of people message that is just what works for me and again what works for one person is not going to work for someone else always find what is going to be best for you so that's my onboarding process. Then when I have their email, I again, I have in my notes a whole email set out of exactly what I email them. However, I will change the first paragraph to be aligned more so with their goals and their personality and 
what their intention is with their coaching and then I'll send them their steps. And there's like six steps involved in this process. I have like number one, their pre-screening document, which is linked to a Google Forms sheet. And then they fill out all the questions on there. And that is pretty much just like their medical information, where they're at at the moment with their health and fitness training, their goals, all those types of things. Number two is their payment details. That's just like their address, their phone number, um, and then I'll email them their invoice. Number three is their food diary. And again, I only say only complete if you are choosing this macro option, as I do have a food diary of two days connected below, attached below as a PDF that they will fill out. Number four, I told them to add me on WhatsApp. Number five, I told them to send me static images of themselves and the measurements. And number six, I asked them to sign the terms and conditions contract, which is um, attached below as well. So that is my onboarding process. I normally will onboard people within only a week in advance. I don't need much time because that's what works for me. I had a girl actually sign on with me today, sent her an email and she'll start with me on Monday. Well, you have other coaches who they have an influx of people at once and they'll all start on the 1st of June, let's say, or the 1st of July. And that's what works for them by doing it is influx at once and having a group of people. So again, what works for one is not going to work for the other. Google Forms is a great way to get a lot of information about someone as well. Um, just through having our simple questions there's multiple answer questions or they can write a paragraph or two about themselves that's a great way to do it i know jot form is another one you can ask it on some clients i will jump on a check-in or sorry i will jump on a call if i feel like that will be more valuable to them if they've come from more sort of an, um, an eating disorder background if they've been through a lot in their health and fitness journey they're finding themselves really lost i will jump on a call as that is easier to get a little bit more information and go in depth with them but then most of the time I just sign them on and I don't need that call. So again, just figuring out what works for one client to another as everyone is different there. Now, moving on to setting up payments. Again, this is going to be different, but I use Stripe because pretty much basically all my friends use Stripe. <laughs> That's why I decided to use that platform because I knew that it was going to be a little easier if I do did have questions. Um, I could just ask them and they'd be able to help me out there. Another payment system that you'll see a lot of people use on Instagram and that also a lot of people have been posting because they get on a billboard <laughs> is called Newbie. And I'm pretty sure that is a really good app as well. They're really helpful in the back end with all that. Another one is Easy Debit. Um, I know my coach uses that, but again, it's just finding what works for you. I love Stripe. You can also connect Stripe to Trainerize. I haven't done that, but that is an easier way to do it too because it um, also automatically recharges clients when their payment hasn't gone through and you can set up payments in a variety of ways and it's really easy to track everyone. So I find Stripe is best for me. However, just letting you know that it does take money from you. So let's say you charge $50 per client, you may only get like $37 or something or $38 depending on how much they are charging at that time. So just keep that in mind as well. What you can do, and I know what some coaches do, is they will up their price to, let's say, 50, wait, let's say you charge a client, sorry, $50, then you're going to get $47 because the app takes $3. I know some um, coaches will charge $53. So that means that they'll still get the $50 and the Stripe payments go towards the $3 towards the company. And that's another way you can do that. I don't do that as I find it easier for my clients to completely understand like the base price and that's how much they're getting charged. And I accept that Stripe takes some of the money. That's business. That's what it is. So again, there's lots of different payment setups you can use. Moving on to programming. Now, this is just something that I am still navigating. It takes me a long time to program because I do a lot of my well, majority of my clients are tailored programs towards their goals. 
Now, I know there are many different platforms you can use. I use Trainerize and I have also paid a little bit extra so I can brand the app towards my coaching business. So I can have my logo, my colors, my photo, all those different types of things. Um, Trainerize is best. I just use that mainly also because my coach used it for me. So I knew how to navigate my way around the platform as well. I know other coaches that use Excel, which is also a good way just to put the training program in there. However, I feel like that could get quite messy, quite tricky if you accidentally backspace something or anything like that. So that's why I don't love Excel for programming. However, I will get to it because I use that for my check-ins, but you can definitely use it for um, programming. I do know a lot of very, very successful coaches have used Excel before. And again, that's free. So you're just saving yourself money. Um, the other thing is Trainerize. They charge in US dollars. You think I would have known this when I signed on? I did not. So when I first got my first payment from them, it was like double what I was expecting. And I was like, whoa, excuse me. They they, they took too much money from me, but it's charged in US. So that's just my reminder to you that it's going to be more than what it actually act- states because it's charging in US. The other thing as well is you pay per client. So all a pay per group of clients. You can start with 10 clients, which is going to be a lot cheaper option. Then you can go to 30 clients and then you can go to 50, 100, all those different types of things. The more clients you have on board, obviously the more expensive it is going to be. So start at the lowest option. And then as you build your business, you can open up more spots and pay more extra towards the app. And that is a good way to do it as well. I started with 10 clients and then I like, well, that was my maximum capacity for Trainerize. And then I've kept increasing from there. In terms of programming, programming you can do in a variety of different ways. There's no right or wrong answer with this one. And again, it's dependent on the coach. Some people do tailor tailorize programming completely towards every single individual. Some people have a beginner, intermediate and advanced program and then they get their client to choose which option they want and then that's a program they get and they can substitute and swap and change things around. Some of my clients on very similar programs as when you really think about it, There's only so many exercises you can do in the gym, right? And the second you start to overcomplicate things, that's when it actually isn't beneficial towards the client. The more simple a program is most of the time is the more beneficial it is towards a client. So that's also something to keep in mind, whether you're like, oh, well, I'm on very similar program to my friend, but I paid for a tailorized program. Well, yes, it is still tailorized specifically towards your goals. But remember, there's only so many programs you can do in the gym. So many exercises, so many reps, different type of reps, movements, especially if you're just trying to grow muscle. Obviously, you're going to go towards hypertrophy training and that is your program based. And it's going to be roughly three to four sets and roughly 10 to 12 reps. And there's only going to be so many exercises you can do every block. So that's just something else to keep in mind is the simpler your program is, the better. Um, The other thing is you can change your blocks depending on your client. Literally most of my clients on six week blocks. That's what I find works best. Some of the on are on eight-week blocks, which I would love everyone to be on eight-week blocks, but most of them get bored by the six-week mark, which is so fair enough. Then I have other clients who are on four-week blocks because that's what they like best. So it's also working with the client to figure out what works best for them. Moving on to check-ins. So check-ins are again, every single coach does different. And this has also been something that I have navigated my way through the past few months too, because they used to take me so long to do. And I actually, it was ridiculous, but now I've really worked out a much more effective and efficient way to do it. That helps me, helps my clients and helps everyone involved basically. So I use Google docs and I have set up 
um, pretty much a platform that my clients can go on, fill everything out, and then I can jump on and see all the information they've put on it. I have three tabs. I have a welcome tab where it states all the information. I have tab two, which basically is all their data. So their macros, their sleep, their fiber, how many steps they've done, how they're feeling for the week. And that's just like a few boxes. And then I have the third tab where they pretty much write a little paragraph of how their week went, any wins, anything they're struggling with, any questions. Now, I used to respond in the Google Docs sheet next to their name and I used to like write a paragraph back. That is what took me so long and not until basically two months ago is I transitioned into voice memoing my clients back because I'm a slow typer, because I had to read over the paragraph a million times, make sure there's no spelling mistakes, make sure it's still professional. It took me so long and I felt like I actually couldn't really get out what I wanted to say. So now what I've done is my clients will do it exactly the same. They still respond in Google Docs check-in but I respond via voice memo. So I go to WhatsApp and that's where I communicate to all my clients is on WhatsApp. I find that much easier and better for me rather than trainerize. Um, And I just voice memo my clients back there. Sometimes the voice memo is only two minutes and other times I can go all the way to 10 minutes depending on how much I have to say, but I find it so much easier to go into much more depth like I was saying earlier. So it's also a much more personable response. Then I have some clients too who don't even type on their Google Docs check-in because they hate that and that doesn't work for them. So they just voice memo me their check-in too and we go back and forth that way. So again, it's just working with the client and figuring out what works best for them. Then now and then I might, I notice that a client is really struggling with something or they have heaps of questions questions coming up so I'll just lock in a call for them and we'll jump on a call and we'll do it that way too we can go over things that they're struggling with and navigate our way through implementing strategies I will never charge a client for an extra call because I feel like that is just well that's just not something that I want to do because I feel like that is part of my service if they need extra help I'm willing to go that little bit extra for them to help them in the best way possible and I'm sure they also appreciate that too so that's how I also run my check-ins um I split them up in two. I do half of them on the Tuesday and the other half on the Wednesday. And then if people haven't done them, I tend to do that on the Thursday as well. And that's, again, just what works best for me. Now, I always get this question for like people that are starting a business is how do I figure out how much to charge? Again, literally everything I'm saying is it depends on where you are at with your business and it depends on a variety of different factors. If your Instagram is just randomly... I don't know, you clubbing, you at a beach, like nothing to do with fitness, nothing to do with like testimonials. It doesn't even look like you've been in the gym, nothing like that. And you haven't actually even done group training before. You may charge a little bit lower because you need to build up your client base. You need to build up your testimonials. And no one actually knows that you're into the gym because you haven't posted that on socials and and you haven't actually been working in a gym as well to have that accreditation behind you. So you may start a little bit lower. Or if you have like a built up a coaching business page for a while, you built up a fitness page and you've already attracted previous clients and they're looking at you like, oh, I want to sign up with you. And you're like, well, okay, I'm starting in July. So keep a lookout. You may have already five who are willing to work with you and maybe you can charge your price that little bit higher if you already have um, client demand. And that is what it's all about is demand. If you have a very high demand, you can naturally charge higher. If you have a very low demand, charge lower and then you slowly build that up. It's all about meeting yourself with where you're at and it is different for everyone. And it's really just setting that expectation for yourself is you're not going to get 10 clients jump on board straight away. 
if you post on social media, you know what? You may not even get one client. You may have 20 who are really interested earlier on. And then you post like, finally, I'm ready. I'm so excited. I'm keen to start. You may not have any jump on board. And that is just the expectation or the reality, sorry, of starting an online business is to not get too ahead of yourself and meet yourself with where you're at. If no one jumps on board straight away, that is okay. Keep pushing. Post again tomorrow. Post again the next day. I promise you, the more you post about it, the more people are going to see about it and then they might start to jump on board a little bit later. Sometimes it takes you posting something five times for someone to jump on board. That's the exact same. I um, jumped on board for like a masterclass or a business cinema and I didn't do it until they posted about it for the third time and then that's when I jumped on board. They've been in this industry for two more years. They have so much accreditation behind them, testimonials everywhere, but I still didn't jump on board until their third post. So just a reminder, keep pushing and don't get too down on yourself if someone hasn't jumped on straight away when they said they were going to. I'll come back to speaking about expectations a little bit sooner, but just quickly touching on how to figure out how much to charge again and going back to that went on a little bit of a tangent there. But basically, going to be completely open about it. I charge $80 for training and macros if you want that one-on-one personalized approach. Then I train $70 if you just want training without macros. And then I also have a $44 option, which is just a program and no check-ins each week. However, I'm still available via WhatsApp for you to message me, form videos, ask any questions and things like that as well. And that's what I charge straight off the bat and I haven't altered it since. And that's what worked for me. However, I was really hesitant to charge that much straight away because I had this limiting belief that I didn't know enough, that I wasn't good enough, that coaches that have been in the industry for years were charging that amount. And here I am just starting off charging that amount straight away. But I had to have friends in my corner and my family tell me, no, your demand is higher. So you are able to charge that more. You have done the work behind the scenes. You have grown your Instagram. You have proved to people that because you have been through it, you also understand how to get the results. So charge that much and it will work. And it did. And it has paid off. And again, it was all about demand. If you can charge that much and you have clients come on board straight away. Awesome. If you don't, that is so fine. And you just keep building up your business until you are able to charge amount that is feasible for you and is going to be sufficient in the long run. Because remember, it is a business. You are a business and you're not just doing a person doing this on the side for a fun little hobby. It is a source of income for you. So you need to treat it like one and also make sure that you are setting that boundary with yourself and not being like, oh, I'll charge a little bit less for you because I can and because I want more people on board. Make sure you do set that boundary that this is your pricing structure and you're not leaning away from it. Because when you go to Coles and you buy, I don't know, let's okay, that's a horrible example. When you go to Glassons, let's say, and you buy a t-shirt, you're not going out to the counter and being like, oh, can I actually pay $25 for this instead of 30 because budget's tight at the moment. They're not going to care. The price is 30 and that needs to be the same with you is to set that expectation that that is your price and not lead away from it because the second you start charging different options, people are going to come to you and be like, oh, well, my friend got this from you. Can I get this price too? And then that's when people aren't valuing you for your work and not respecting you as a business. So making sure that you do stick to that as much as possible. Now, I do charge family members and some close friends a little bit less as well, but there is a difference between doing it for everyone and doing it for friends. And then some of my friends pay the same amount. It also depends what their expectations is and what they are offering and like what you are offering in your business too. So just keep that in mind. Now, you also with online coaching, you don't have to just do one-on-one. You can do group challenges. You can provide eBooks. eBooks is a great, now I have not done this, but 
I need to do this. This is from me to me. But eBooks is a great way for a passive income. Once you've done the work, it's already there. And that can just be a passive income, which means you don't have to do anything. It can just be an extra income on the side that keeps coming in without you actually lifting a finger. And that is what you want in a business. You want as much passive income as possible. Group challenges are a great way to get an influx of people on board as well. And also to grow your business, to get more testimonials, to get more accreditation and all those different things as well. Also to get your name out there a little bit more. Challenges are a great way to do that. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a weight loss challenge. It can be, let's revamp your lifestyle. Let's do um, a growing phase challenge. Like let's also just make sure that challenges aren't always about losing weight. There can be so many different challenges that you can incorporate into your business that isn't solely around aesthetics as well. So just keep that in mind. Think outside the box, think different. The other thing as well is people think that the online coaching business is saturated and there's no room for them. That is false information. If you love it, going all in on it, people are going to see that and you're going to stand out compared to other people. And that is the biggest difference in the online coaching business industry is if you copy everyone, well, you're not going to grow as a person. You're not going to grow as a business. You need to do it because you love it. You have a passion towards it. And if you put in that work, I promise you there is room for you no matter what. Provide something different and it will come across. There is always room for every single person. And it's not just like the whole industry just suddenly halts, right? Like there's still clothing brands coming into the industry, like into the fashion industry that are making millions. There's still protein supplements that are coming into the industry making millions. So why can't you also come into the online coaching business and start making it um, a reputable business as well? So just keep that in mind. There is absolutely room for everyone. When you really think about it, this is a thing that, because I got caught up in my head about this thinking that like, oh, well, there are so many people that do this. Then why is there even a point that I do it? But Fitness and healthy living is never going to go out of fashion. It's not like a fast fashion trend. It's not a trend. It's going to stay in trend, I guess, forever, right? And just keep reminding yourself that because everyone needs help no matter what age. Everyone wants guidance on how to feel better, how to look better, how to achieve their results. That's not something that goes away. So there is always room for you within that space. Now, the other interesting thing I want to touch on is boundaries. And this is something I'm still navigating my way through as well. When you start an online coaching business, there's not many boundaries because you feel like you're working 24 seven. You feel like you want to do everything you possibly can to launch your business, to reply to clients, to grow, 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 go, go, go. Basically, you see people hustling at like 3 a.m., doing check-ins, doing all those things. But just my reminder to you is to set those boundaries because if you lean away from them at the very start, the clients are going to expect you to reply 24-7 if that's what you do. And that's what happened to me is I set in my um, terms and conditions contract, it states that I only reply Monday to Friday on WhatsApp. And that's originally was my plan. Then I started replying on the weekends here and there if I had time. So then I started to get more messages from my clients on the weekends, which is completely fine. By the way, clients still message me on the weekends, but you know, I reply on Monday (laughs) Um, and I was replying to them on the weekend. So I was getting messages on the weekend and then I started to get stressed because I was constantly thinking about it. I'd be at dinner with my family and then I got a message pop up and I felt like I had to reply straight away. And that wasn't a good, healthy relationship with my business. I needed to set that time apart for me 
to compare to also being in my business. And there's a difference between hustling and a difference between burning yourself out and going too far. If you set that boundary, your clients are well and truly going to understand. They don't expect you to reply 24-7. Coaches that have on their page... Um, What's it? Support 24-7. Well, that's a lie because you're not going to reply to them at 3 a.m. in the morning, nor is your client going to expect that either. So just making that boundary clear from the very start that you are available Monday to Friday, you don't reply on the weekends. Now, I only reply sometimes if it's urgent, if I've missed a message, if I'm behind, but they know that that's not an expectation that I will reply straight away all every single time on the weekends. And that's another thing to really... Um, just basically set that boundary overall with your business. I'm still learning this. That's still something I'm navigating through as well. Okay, the final thing I want to touch on is ebbs and flows through your business. So this is, again, something that every single person goes through, but they're not posting it on social media. That's my reminder to you. They're not going to post the downward phase of their business or when it's kind of at a halt or a pause. They're not getting on clients. They're losing clients. They're only going to post the wins. They're only going to post when their clients are successful, when they get new clients and all those different types of things. I like I'm going to give you the complete honest truth right now I just opened up more spots my trainer eyes which essentially means I'm taking more people on board and I um, am paying more for the app so I opened that up and then as soon as I opened that up I had clients um, cancel on me and then I was under that quota anyway so basically didn't need to pay that extra to keep my trainer eyes open but I still am because I'm still allowing myself to open and I'm wanting more clients. And that's something like I'm allowing myself to be open for. I'm not just gonna be like, oh, well, I'm under, I'm going to cut it off. No, because then that's like stopping myself and that's not pushing my capabilities further. So I'm making sure I'm still keeping that open and ensuring that if anyone comes to me, I'm taking them on board. So reminder to you that you are going to have clients cancel on you and that is okay. You might have one client cancel on you and then get another client next week. Then you three weeks later, you have three clients cancel on you. Then you don't have any new clients for three weeks and then you have one come back on board. Then all of a sudden you have five at once come back on board. Like it is going to be so up and down like there's no tomorrow, I promise you income week to week is not going to be the same. It is very up and down. And that is just the truth and the reality of online coaching. And you need to accept that from the very, very start. That's why I always say it's important to also have that passive income on the side. So you do have a safety net and option, especially at the start of your business. I would 100% say if you have an under 10 clients, you need another job on the side to make sure that if someone does like drop off, you have multiple people drop off, you still have safety. And that is the most important thing in business. You don't want to operate from an unsafe level and from stress because that means you're not actually putting the effort that you want into your business, I guess, or you're not putting that passion into it. It's coming from, oh my gosh, I need money. So I need to take on clients. It's not coming from, oh my gosh, I love this job so much. I want to help as many people as I can come on board, right? There's a difference and your clients can see that as well. So making sure that at every level you have a safe level of income, but it is okay to go up and down in your business. Like at the moment, I'm probably losing a little bit more, but at the start of the year, I gain heaps. And it also does go up and down with summer, with the winter. We do have seasons in our life as well but I'm very much like at a happy level with where I'm at so I'm good to go basically and if I have more awesome if I lose a few that is so fine as well but just accepting that it is going to be up and down and that if you are losing clients it is not a representation of you the best thing though you can do is ask if there's a specific reason if there's anything more you can do for them a majority of the time it has nothing to do with you at 
all. Or it could be due to money, stress. It could be maybe because they're just not interested in the gym anymore. They want to try group classes or basically they've learned everything they need to from you and they can take everything they've learned by themselves and go onto their own path and their own journey. And that is probably the most proudest moment you could be as a coach is knowing that now a client you gave them all the education all the tools they need to go out by themselves and incorporate that into their lifestyle and basically be healthy and be happy and still achieve their goals without you and that is the most rewarding thing as a coach so that's just something else to keep in mind obviously if all of a sudden you're losing all your clients and it's all for the same reason that's something you need to check within your business but again don't take it personally listen Take the criticism on board and then go on from there. It's all about a learning curve um, and you will grow through your business as it comes. That is pretty much everything on how to start your own online coaching business. Hopefully that was a little bit insightful. If you have any further questions, please, please, please message me. I am still very new to this. I only started in October last year, so I still half the time don't know what I'm doing. But like I said, it's all about learning as you go. And how I operate in October is not even close to how I operate now. And it's all learning how you go. It is the most rewarding job I have ever done in my whole entire life and the best transition I have made. And I am so grateful for it. Like, I wish I could just explain to you the gratitude that I feel when I have clients come to me and be like, oh, I achieved this goal. You helped me do this. I have, oh no, I tell you the best one is I have a healthy relationship with food now and I have found that balance. That is my favorite thing for clients to actually find that balance, be able to stay on track, feel good, feel confident. And at the same time, be able to go out with their friends on the weekend and not think twice of it. And that is the most rewarding thing. And that's probably the biggest thing that I emphasize in my business is honestly, I work with my clients closer on nutrition than I do with um, training. However, I'm not a qualified nutritionist, so I will not provide them with any like meal plans, things like that, that I am not qualified for. If they ask me for specific recipes, meal options, or how to structure their day, of course, I'm going to help them in that area as much as possible. But I'm not out here selling meal plans or saying you have to pay me an extra $50 for a meal plan. That's not what I do because I'm not qualified and I won't do that until I'm qualified because I feel like that is not fair on nutritionists, first off, and also not fair on my clients because I'm not providing them with them with accurate information. I'm only providing them with a sense of what I think I know and off experience. But overall, I feel like I have learned and grown through a lot over the past two years, my own health and fitness journey. So I can give that advice in that area. And most of the time it's been very, very successful, which is really, really good to see. But that is pretty much everything. Like I said, if you're thinking of starting your own online coaching business, I could not recommend it more. Start now, start building those blocks. Honestly, start a social media page, put it on private at the start if you want. That's the biggest way to do it as well. If you want to start a page, a fitness page, coaching page, put it on private if you're a bit nervous, start posting things, get your close friends, or if you don't want your close friends to say, get like random people following it. Um, and then you'll slowly build that. You'll slowly get more confident over time. And then you don't know what could even happen from it. Because my normal um, page started on private, only girls following it. And now I have 50,000 followers of like to the whole entire world. So you don't know where it could lead you to. So definitely take the leap and go all in on yourself. Like I said, if you have any other questions, let me know guys, but it is two weeks tomorrow, which will be the 2nd of June. 
until we leave for Europe. Holy guacamole, that is just absolute insanity. (laughs) Wow, I don't think I'm ready for that. But I hope you guys have the best rest of your day and I hope this was a little bit insightful as well. Love you all. Talk to you next time. Bye.